Welcome back to Serial Dates, everyone. Today, we are going to have our Spanish lesson for parents. Today's lesson is going to be uh, called Nuestros Amigos, where we're going to go over phrases, songs, we're going to go over some books, and an activity you can do with your kiddo. So let's get started. Raising bilingual children can be a challenge. That's why we have Serial Dates, where we discuss our experiences and grow as a bilingual family. Let's get cereal, cereal. I wanna get cereal. Let's get cereal. <laughs> no. Welcome back to Cereal <laughs> Days. You didn't think I was not gonna do it on this episode. Bienvenidos. <laughs> I have to do it. All right. So welcome back, everyone. We are so excited to have everyone listening in on today's lesson, Nuestros Amigos. Before we get started, how old is Mateo? Two years and 10 months on the 10th. So on Tuesday, he'll be two years and 10 months. And that means Elias is? 10 months as of yesterday. As of yesterday. All right, let's get started with our parenting moment. So here's the deal. Mateo and Elias playing by themselves, hit or miss. But (laughs) Mateo or Elias playing together con papa, success every time. So we have been starting to play hide and seek. And it's so funny because Mateo wants me and Elias to hide and he wants to come find us. Same rules every single time. Mateo runs to the kitchen, supposed to count to 10, gives us about two seconds really because he's so excited about coming and finding us. And then he comes running back to his room and I can hear his little feet pitter pattering on the floor, trying to get to me as quick as he can before we are actually hidden. Right. Because he likes to cheat. And, uh, and he comes in looking for me and Elias. And it's funny because I usually put Elias out just enough so Mateo can find Elias or Elias can see Mateo. Mm. And it's hilarious because if Elias picks up Mateo first, he's like, <laughs> and totally gives our position away. But if Mateo sees Elias, he screams too. And it scares Elias and Elias is like trying to climb up me, like trying to hide even more by closing his eyes. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how, how kids yeah, think that works. Yeah, he just kind of puts his head like right here, trying to hide. Yeah, like, I know. You yeah, did. he buries his face into your shoulder. Uh-huh. Like, yeah, you can't see me, but obviously you can see his big old booty. Um, but it's absolutely awesome just being able to play with both kids at the same time and both of them get fulfillment. And then of course I get fulfillment out of that. Right. And it's, it stays after you're gone too, because um, I watched a video that you took of Mateo was hiding under his blankets and Elias found him. Well, now every time Elias sees that specific blanket, he like grabs it and puts it over his head and plays peekaboo kind of. Um, it's so <laughs> his funny. version of hide and seek. Right. Right. So funny. Oh, it's it is absolutely adorable. Those kids. I need to. You keep telling me I need to pace myself, but it's very difficult. You go like 110, and then like 30 minutes later, you're like, I need a break. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know what else to do. Like I said in the intro, today we're going to be going over nuestros amigos, our friends. It's our lesson for parents that you can actually download. Um, you'll be able to download this PDF and print it off so you can use it at home. And it's essentially a routine to work with your child. And 
you know, we've preached it in other podcasts. We've talked about it many times, but then Daniela, why are routines so important? Well, routines just kind of bring all the key factors that we need for a second language acquisition into one little package. So as we always talk about, second language acquisition is all about relationships. And this is where you build your relationship with your child is during your regular routines. You know, you create little rituals with your child for bedtime or for bath time. And those are the things that are so memorable to them. And so we can take we can take advantage of these moments and use them to incorporate the second language. So the first one, obviously, is relationships. Um, secondly, with routines, they're real and meaningful to the child. So you're actually talking about soap when you're handing him over the soap and he feels the soap and he smells the soap and all he's all his senses are fired up around that word. And so it's real meaningful and it's a, a lot more likely to stick in his brain, you know, and unless he washes it with soap <laughs> and stay there <laughs> because there's a, there's a deep connection to the word right, or to the phrases, you know, and lastly repetition. So what happens with routines? We do them all the time. And so we know that in order to acquire a second language, we need that repetition but it's built in into routines. So that's why we love them. And we make it easy for you guys because we have the routine, essentially the program laid out for you. Right. All right. Ready to get started with today's plan? Let's do it. All right. So today I'm going to talk about it again. Nuestros amigos, our friends. So real quick, for those that are new, I'm going to quickly go over the outline of the PDF and what you're going to be seeing. So up at the top right-hand corner, you'll see those QR codes. And if you're familiar with that, you take your camera, you put it over there, and it'll drop down depending on the phone you use. It'll give you the option to visit that website. And that takes you straight to the audio of the vocabulary, straight to the audio of the song, or straight to the audio of the book. With that being said, on the right-hand side of the PDF, you'll see color codes that'll tell you what words can be replaced with words in the phrases that are also highlighted in that same color. Mm -hmm. That way you can make your phrases a little bit more personable. Right. Well, I mean, if personalize you personalize your phrases, like as one, one of the examples, since we're talking about our friends, um, if we're talking about what color their eyes are or something like that, obviously you have to say the right color, you know? So yeah, it just helps you personalize each sentence. So, this is a great routine for, say, introducing yourself mm-hmm. to maybe a neighbor or a friend that speaks Spanish. Mm-hmm. You can practice this way. And, you know, the reason why we have it is because at Casa de Niños, our um, preschool, you know, obviously the children, it's a Spanish immersion program. So the children learn how to introduce themselves in Spanish. Right. So as we go through this, Daniela is going to read the Spanish uh, phrase, and I'm going to give the English translation. All right. All right. ¿Cómo estás? How are you? Estoy feliz. I am happy. ¿Cuántos años tienes? How old are you? Tengo 32 años. Thank you for telling the truth. <laughs> I am 32 years old. ¿Cómo te llamas? What is your name? Yo me llamo Daniela. My name is John. <laughs> <laughs> I am not Daniela. ¿De qué color son tus ojos? 
What color are your eyes? Tengo ojos cafés. I have brown eyes. ¿De qué color es tu pelo o cabello? What color is your hair? Tengo cabello café. I have brown hair. And those are the phrases that'll come with this PDF. Done. Right. right. Do it every day. Mm -hmm. All right, that's the end of the episode. Just kidding. <laughs> so you have these vocabulary words, and let's say you're going through this and you are unsure on how to say something. Right. That's the beauty of those QR codes. You would then go to your camera, you'd click on the vocabulary, and you will get an audio of the vocabulary words used right. in these phrases. So that way you're never without mm -hmm. and you can work on your pronunciation, which repetition creates confidence. Confidence creates, you know, stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Being confident in the way we speak right. makes us feel good about what we're doing, the direction we're going. And we will want to intentionally try to use it maybe right. out in the real world. Right. So, yeah, we talked about, we always talk about in this podcast preparation. So that's why we've created these PDFs because... That way, as a parent, you can look through them, listen to the audio. Um, we have a much, much bigger, more, more robust program, Espanol Juntos, that actually has videos of me reading the books, singing the songs, but we'll talk about that at the end of the episode. But if you feel confident, so if you have either listened to the to the audio with this PDF with, with, through the QR code, or you've actually watched the videos of, you know, what it looks like to read this book to a child or what it looks like to sing this song, how you would sing it, how you would present it to a child, then you have the confidence to do it with your child and during that routine in a real meaningful way. Absolutely. And if they see that confidence in you, they believe it's just part of the norm. Mm -hmm. So they will want to effectively learn to communicate with you in that target language. Right. All right. So the next part of this is the song. And the song on this one is <laughs> Zapatito Blanco. Uh, Zapatito Blanco. Zapatito Azul. Oh, it's just called Zapatito. Well, it's just called Zapatito. Okay. Right. And so you're going right, to sing it, right? And so right below the phrases, you're going to run into the song. And the song that goes with this PDF is Zapatito. Little shoe. Now, the good thing about songs, just like routines, is the more you sing it, the more you'll become familiar with it and the language that is used within it. For instance, zapato or zapatito, mm -hmm. which is another way of saying zapato. Bit cute, little and little, cute. Little, little cute shoe. Um, but singing this over and over and over again is going to drill that into your mind and you're going to under, you're just going to know the word before long. Right. And, and even in the songs, I think the songs are a great place for more of a cultural, if you want to dig deep into the culture of the songs, a lot of them are from different Spanish-speaking countries. Something you mentioned is Zapatito, right? So in Colombia, in a lot of uh, Latin, American uh, Latin American countries, and I think in some parts of Mexico, we use um, diminutivos. Diminutivos, yeah. Uh, I don't know how you say it in English. <laughs> it doesn't exist. Um, but we make everything small and cute. Like if we're saying cafe, like you want a coffee, you say cafecito, even though it's a giant mug. <laughs> just, it's black. Just a, just a little it's coffee. It's like just black a with coffee. no sugar. It's still cafecito, right? And so that's a cultural thing. 
and that's we throw some of that in different in different uh, PDFs, you know, songs that are traditional songs from different Spanish speaking countries. So I'm gonna go ahead and sing Zapatito. <clears throat> Introducing our artist for the evening, Daniela Pereira. Thank you. Thank you for coming. Zapatito blanco, zapatito azul. ¿Cuántos años tienes tú? Tengo 32. Ah, now you sing the English version. The English version. It doesn't rhyme in English. In English. Little white shoe, little blue shoe. How old are you? How old uh, are you? I am 27. Mm, okay. You like the youngins, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> so, obviously, my singing capabilities are far superior to Daniela's. They actually are. They In real life, they are. Uh, I doubt that. Um, so, Zapatito. You are a so, you sing that over and over and over again. Maybe a great time to sing the song is as you're putting on your kid's shoe. Mm-hmm. And you ask them how old they are. Just like when we teach our kids in our native language, whether it be in most cases to the providers or to the listeners that we're talking to, might be English. Mm-hmm. You know, you sing this song while you put their shoes on. Just like, why am I repeating myself? You ask them over and over and over again, how old are you? And you kind of give them hints over time. You know, you're two, say two, you do. It's the same thing, just with a different language. Mm -hmm. They don't know better. And especially if you have multiple children, that's just a fun transition song. Like, all right, we're in the car. Everyone's kind of getting antsy. Zapatito blanco, zapatito azul. (laughs) And we just go around and point. And everybody tries to say their age. Mm Mm-hmm. No, absolutely. All right. And then after the song, typically we'll have a book that goes with this. And you, once we tell you the book, you can order it on Amazon or Mm -hmm. anything like that. And if you don't know how the book is read or you're not as confident in reading the book and you want some practice, that's what the QR code is for. You or listen the to video the book, if you join or the if you're within Espanol Juntos, if you're in part of the Espanol Juntos community, you get to see Daniela actually read the book. So you'll see her facial expressions. You'll kind of see the maybe some hand gestures that she does to help you know bring life to the book to really mm-hmm. drive home maybe what a word is. Mm-hmm. Um, for instance, when she does the frog, she usually sticks her tongue out like a frog. If she does you know like a kangaroo. She she might do a little hopping motion. It, you kind of can pick up on some ideas and how to read this book and transfer that same gesture to your child when reading right. to them. Right. With this one on this month, it is El Almuerzo Sorpresa mm-hmm. by Grace Macaron. And if I apologize, I apologize if I really mispronounce that. <laughs> so Macaron, Macaroni, <laughs> Ma, Maca, Mac, Mac, Carone. Ole. <laughs> <laughs> anyways, so the Grace Macaron. Yeah, the reason I love that book is because it is about friendship. So I'll just give you a quick rundown of summary the of the book, of the very long children's book. I'm just kidding. So it's time for lunch. And they go through everybody's names of who's bringing lunch, which especially for like preschoolers, learning other friends' names is important, you know. And so they talk about everybody's who's bringing their lunch. And then turns out that 
Andres, Andres's mom. Andres's mom. Andres's like Elias. Mom forgot to pack his lunch, so he doesn't have anything. Oh no! So he's sad. He's angry. Don't he's give, hungry. Don't give the book away because they got to read it. No. And then all his friends are also sad for him, and so then they start sharing a little bit of each thing of their lunch. You with just him. gave the book away. What? That's like saying who dies in Game of Thrones before they <laughs> die in Game of Thrones just because you read the books. No. At the end, he's happy because everybody shared with him. And so. And then just... he goes home and points at his mom and says, Don't you ever forget my lunch again. <laughs> no, he doesn't no, do that. He doesn't do that. It, and also, it has a lot of rhyming to it. So it's just, it's just a fun book. And I'm sure, I'm sure the way it lists off things that are being shared, mm -hmm. there's probably some major repetitions and mm -hmm. who shares, how they share. Or, I, yeah. I, I well, guess I'm going to have to practice reading this yeah. book. It also has um, feelings, which are a big part of this routine and a big part of back to school. So that's why we have this routine this month, because... Children are going to get to know other friends. They're going to talk about so-and-so has blonde hair, so-and-so has brown hair, um, so-and-so is three, so-and-so is four, because we have a mixed age group. But I mean, And if you're like us, it's your firstborn's first time going to school. Yeah. Holy shit. Did you just not realize that? I it didn't. We've been preparing it I for know, only like six months. But now it's only two days away, three days away, four days away because he starts Wednesday, and it's like really sinking in now that I'm thinking about that. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. Let's move on real quick. Okay. Let's, next thing. Next thing. Next thing. So yeah, that's. I mean, that's the book, and then in the actual program we have two books and two songs so in the pdf we only have one but in the program we have two songs and two books and an activity so for this month we only have one activity this is something that you can do at home to practice eye color hair color you know you can make little faces out of play-doh so i love i love making play-doh like it, we could just stop right there. That that's yeah. You're gonna go into this whole deal of Play-Doh. What I'm saying is like that's enough of an activity with a child making Play-Doh together. You know, right? Um, if you already have Play-Doh, yeah, you can make the faces. Right, right. But I just love making Play-Doh. Mateo does too. The other day he was like, <laughs> he left the Play-Doh out. I think on purpose, hoping it would dry out so that we would have to make a new batch. Oh, no. Yes. He's like <laughs> figuring things out like that. He came to the to the kitchen counter and was like, oh, it's dry. We're going to have to make another one. That little manipulation. <laughs> and then he touched. He gets that from his mom. And just then we, we touched it and, I, and it was like, no, it's not dry yet. And he was like, oh, okay. Oh, man. <laughs> So, so happy that it's not dry. Right. <laughs> so with the Play-Doh, mm -hmm. I'm assuming you can make like like pancake out of ball and mix, you know, the round shape right. of the face and then getting different colored Play-Doh for different color hair, mm -hmm. different color eyes for different color eyes. Or even yarn. Like that's what we used at school. Different color yarn for the hair. There's really no rules. Or no, even pipe no, cleaners. No parameters. You can no. use whatever. You can use whatever. You can use paper. Like You can use grass from outside for green hair. Sure. Because... You know, green hair is important. Right. 
Um, for eyes, you could use actual googly eyes that are different colors, or you could use those pony beads. They come in different colors. The what beads? Pony beads. Pony beads. They're like the ones that they use for bracelets. Oh, gotcha. They come in all kinds of different colors. Or buttons. I mean, mm-hmm. yeah. Oh, okay. You can get well, creative. Yeah. So, yeah. And, and, you can and it's say, such a simple activity. Let's make a face. What color do you want the eyes to be? What color do you want? And so something that we talk about often, especially in the first and second stage of second language acquisition, which... You can go and listen to those episodes. We have a whole series, series. going yeah. through all the stages of second language acquisition. But in the first and second, so first silent period, second is speech emergence, especially in speech emergence. When they're answering in one or two word phrases, you can ask either or questions. So you can say instead of what color should the eyes be? Cricket, cricket, right? Right. Do you, do, want green do you want green eyes? eyes or blue eyes? Then they hear the potential answers, you know, and they can choose. And they respond. Right. It almost kind of corners them into a response. I mean, I wouldn't see it that way, but. And you're like, you're going to answer. Do you want this one or that one? <laughs> don't ever do that again. <laughs> <laughs> For those of you that don't know, that's like, that's Daniela normally. Right. She's having to do a bunch of cover up for these podcasts. Yes. Yeah, you just sweet. got a glimpse of her natural, how she is with me, at least. <laughs> so, moving on. Um, but no, they, I, I think that's a great activity. Kids love Play Doh. Mm-hmm. Parents love Play Doh. Oh, yeah, Let's be real. Play-Doh. And if you say as a parent that you do not like Play Doh, you are a liar. Change my mind. I think a lot of parents don't like Play Doh, actually. I can tell you that in the mommy and me class, which is for one and two year olds, there and even yeah, there are so many parents like, oh, they've never played with Play-Doh before. That doesn't we mean don't, they don't like it. It just yeah, means no, they, no. They say we don't want to me- we don't want to mess with the mess. All right, I'm gonna have to fight a lot of parents. Like seriously, the thing is, they don't make their own Play-Doh. If they made their own Play-Doh, they would love it just as much as we do, because it's so soft. The one that we make. Oh, yeah. We'll have it, to it doesn't put the feel plastic. It no. doesn't feel like a plastic. No. It doesn't crumble up either. And I've, like and I've gotten pretty good at making it myself. Yeah, you, yours is the best. So make it. Make your own. It'll Play-Doh. be relaxing for you, too. It's like a stress ball, like a giant. We'll put the recipe ch- in the show. Stress, notes. like a giant stress ball. Extremely giant stress ball. Yeah. And we only make half of the recipe. Can you imagine? We do? Me? I thought we doubled up. No, that's half of the recipe. Oh though. my god, I can't imagine. <laughs> that's a lot. Yeah. All right. So that it's that simple. We're done. Yeah. Take, you know, spend and we five spend, minutes a day. Right. We spend more time explaining and stopping and everything. But in reality, all these routines are designed to only take about five minutes to implement. Every single day for an entire month. Right. And so the idea and the goal is that after a month of using this every day, it becomes second nature to you and hopefully to your child as well. And you've acquired all this vocabulary. Then the next month, say we do bath time, you learn that vocabulary. It's almost like you absorb it naturally. It's mm-hmm. it's effortless because you're not having to add something else to your to your daily list of things to do. Right. right? It's just part of something you already do. Just right. 
in a different language. And what you do, uh, John, actually, like these are kind of made for you. <laughs> what you do is you put them, you print them off and put them near the area where you, where that where you carry on that routine. Right. All right. So I think that's we've covered everything. I think the, we have. In the PDF. In, in the PDF, absolutely. So if you're looking to dive deeper into the routines, be sure to head over to Espanol Juntos because we already have a library of these routines available to you right now. And being a part of that community will give you access to a new one every single month. And that's what the whole point of this is. We are scratching the surface and we want you to become a member of our community. For one, being a part of that helps us create new content. Maybe something you specifically want. Or you just are struggling and you need a community of people that are going through the same challenges that you face on a day-to-day basis that might be able to help you figure out a new way to present a routine or maybe a different way to approach a routine with your children, depending on their developmental stage. Mm-hmm. That's what Espanol Juntos is all about. Right. So be sure to head over there. Um, other than that, I think it's time for the dreaded moment of the podcast. <laughs> the dad joke. The dad joke. All right. So, do you want to know what the on the on the uh, subject matter of joke on um, dad jokes specifically? Mm-hmm. Why are elevator jokes considered the best in classic? I didn't know that. I don't know. You d- you never heard of them being well? They just work on so many levels. Uh, <laughs> but I'm sh- I had heard of elevator an elevator pitch, but not an elevator joke. Uh, um, that was a good one. You gotta admit that one. Yeah, that was a good one. All right. Thank you guys so much for listening. Any comments, questions, concerns, general consensus or about the universe or world around us? I actually do have a favor to ask. You guys, I, not you. Oh, I know. Okay. I've, you've done. You've done enough. <laughs> John like has put in the floor at bilingual family and like has done so much. So I think I'm done for the next thirty minutes with favors from you, but maybe later. <laughs> Oh <laughs> no! Oh my gosh! <laughs> I have a favor for the audience. So, as the audience grows, and we we're loving seeing all the new people from different countries, different cities. It's just fun to look at all the statistics and, and the everything. engagement that we're seeing on Instagram, especially just right. people sharing, sharing or the podcast, yeah, getting in touch with us. Right, it's awesome to see who all's enjoying this and it makes it easier for us to create the content. Yes. It it just, it's just fun. Yeah. So the favor we have to ask is if you're loving the podcast, please subscribe and please give us a review and a rating that really, really helps us. And if it's not a five star, do not come back. I'm just kidding. No, please. Seriously. No, no. Give us, give us your serious, uh, five star review. We just finish each other's sentences. Yes, we do. (laughs) All right. With that being said, adios. Raising bilingual children can be a challenge. Our program makes it possible by providing a fun, easy-to-use guide for parents. This guide will teach you how and when to use Spanish at home in order to make the most of your time together as a family. We provide you with everything you need to know about raising bilingual children, including storytime videos, songs, activities, and more. All of our content is designed specifically for families and will help you speak Spanish with your child from birth through age six, all while having fun. Head over to bilingualfamily.us and click on Español Juntos to get started. Con amor, Daniela.